I came back for a specific reason to help people not be afraid of death, okay? Because death, in truth, is going back to where you came from, and it's a beautiful experience, and there's nothing. Welcome to another inspiring episode of Podcast with Sheila, the podcast that is spreading positivity around the world by sharing inspiring life experiences. So this is the part two where Nicole was sharing with us in the previous episode of her accident with which she had had to endure a near-death experience. She shared with us the trial she's been in. She also shared the impact of the car crash and everything else she's had to deal with and um, she not wanting to be in the military as a result of wanting to please her dad she had ended up there she shared with us her dreams for the future before the accident as somebody who wanted to go into fashion and all of that kind of life there is more to it if you've not yet listened to the part one of this episode please do well to listen to it before you jump on to the part two because i believe you'd be able to understand the story better and follow up um, if you've gone on to the part one let's carry on nicole and um, where before we went away we we're talking about the love of god and the fact that god does not judge us and he's very forgiven um, if there's anything else you want to add to that we'll be happy to take it if not then we move on to i i think so many of us you know when i went over to the other side um on the other side of death god was all around me that was that white light that people talk about uh, god was in me god was me i was god god was presence and fullness and oneness but most of all god was love pure non-judgmental love and in that state it was not that i had suddenly had been forgiven for my mistakes it's just that they no longer existed Nothing I had done on earth was being weighed or measured. Now, I want people to hear that. Nothing you do on earth is being weighed or measured. It just was simply the way my story played out in this one realm. Okay? And I believe that our soul is here to learn a lesson. We come in to evolve with our soul. And our soul reincarnates or incarnates many different times and we are here I am here I believe you are here Shayla to help raise the vibration of the planet we're yeah. what we would call light, light workers and helping bridge the old that is crumbling with the new the crumbling of religious institutions that instilled fear in people that abused people in the name of God that created wars in the name of God that was all beliefs that were completely false okay uh, they were man-made so I want people to know on the other side my experience was you are not judged at all the other awesome thing the positive thing is you're not alone yeah. okay we always get scared I think of being alone and I think COVID did a number on a lot of people when they weren't able to see their loved ones in the hospital or people were passing and they were passing alone well there's a whole spiritual realm 
filled with angels and guides and, and just people are beings that want to help us. And we have to remember to ask them for help. Ask our angels for help because we have free will. Yeah. And so I'm telling you, just the other day I asked an angel, I was at an event, I said, I need a parking place. Please, please bring me a parking space. And not four seconds later, there was a parking space. Yeah. So even something as small as that, there's nothing too small to ask the angels for. Each one of us has at least one guardian angel that we came into this world with. Some of us have a lot more. But I really want to encourage people to start the relationship with their angels, but also with their soul. Because we each have a soul. And I know growing up in the South, it was soul music, soul food, and the wrath of God would get your soul if you did something bad and you'd go burn in hell and eternity. Yeah. And now I know that's completely crazy. That's yeah. not true. Yeah. Um, but back then, growing up as a child, it was terrifying. It was terrifying to think that you would be separated eternally from God and your family. So you're living in fear, which is your sympathetic system, that fight, flight, freeze part of your brain. And let me tell you, Anytime that part of your brain is making decisions, it's not going to be for your highest and greatest good. You need to make them from your front prefrontal cortex where your executive thinking uh, and rationalization comes in. But when you're in fear and you're living in fear your whole life, that's where you're making your decisions. And that's how you keep sabotaging yourself unknowingly. Yeah, I totally agree with you. I totally agree with you. But before I say anything or chip in over there, I would like to ask what was your relationship with God like before the accident and what is it now like after the accident? That's a great question. Before the accident, I really believed that you had to have Jesus in your life uh, to be your Lord and Savior, that something external got you to God. And... After my experience, I now know that each one of us is an eternal spark of God, okay? You don't have to go looking externally to be in the presence of God, okay? God is within each and every one of us. And Jesus has come to me in the form of being a way shower. He is an ascended master in my view, and if we could all live like Jesus lived, think of how beautiful our planet would be. But so many people have hijacked Jesus's words or what he said or just manipulated or just only take parts of the, the things that he said and apply it. But the biggest one is judgment. He said, judge not lest you be judged. And look at how much judgment goes on in our society and that's where we have to start with ourselves if we can quit judging ourselves then we're less inclined to just judge others and just be accepting and knowing that we're all connected we all go back quote home to this spiritual dimension where we're all soul brothers and sisters there's nothing dividing us between race color sex any of that kind of stuff because it's the energy, that vapor of breath that leaves us. That doesn't have uh, a human characteristic to it. And so the God that I believed in prior was the one I was raised with. And I feared God 
So I died actually fearing God. And I remember crying out, oh my God, help me. Because I knew when I hit the ground, I was going to die. I just knew it. And I did. And so at that point, an angel, I called him Casper the ghost in the book, but I now know it was my grandfather on my father's side, came down and lifted me up and took me to the other side and told me, uh, that I was going to come back, that I had a mission, and I was like, no, I do not want to go back. I do not want to get back in that body. It is too damaged. It's going to be painful. There's going to be a lot of suffering. I don't want to go back into an empathy state where I'm going to be dependent on my parents again because I couldn't walk. I couldn't go to the bathroom. I mean, I, I was I was messed up physically and so and mentally. Uh, and so they were going to take me right back into the Baptist church, back into the Lutheran church. They were going to be praying for me. And I do believe in prayer. Prayer is energy and prayer is powerful. So I do believe in that. Um, so I have had to reconceptualize God. And that concept is still evolving. I don't think anybody has the complete answer. But I do know that God is not, in my experience, about fear about criticizing, judgmenting, uh, scaring the pee-pee out of people. That is not him at all. He is love. And I love in my book, I actually work with NET, and I asked, I had a little six-year-old client who was being raised in an evangelical home, and she was scared. She was adopted, and she was scared she did something bad, and that she was going to be separated from her parents in all eternity. And so she was having, she was wetting the bed and having a lot of fear, right, naturally. And so when I asked her how she sees God, she eagerly told me, God is a blue spirit with colors and balloons in all different colors, no head, and can talk. Now clearly this little girl is still having a direct experience with God. No filters from other people are involved. And her understanding inspired me. And your own experience of God will probably look nothing like hers or mine, yet I hope my story will give you the encouragement to continue on your spiritual journey path. Uh, whether you're just starting or you spent a lifetime, you're surely never going to, any of us, reach the end of the road until we do pass on. So it keeps evolving. But what I know now is God is energy. There's nowhere God is not God was never born. God never is died. Uh, God is in nature. You know, it's 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 everywhere. God is everywhere. And the thing is, is it's a it's a presence that you feel. And when you're in alignment, your body, your mind, your soul, your spirit, that is when I feel that presence the most. The reassurance. The connection to that spiritual realm and you have to address your fears to get into that state of alignment but limiting belief systems and that is not for the faint of heart because that requires you having to look at yourself your beliefs the generational beliefs that were passed down to you you know and going wait a minute does this really who I am and what I believe what do I believe when I die you know what is my concept of my death you know what am I scared of it uh, uh, am I okay really living because if you're in fear you're not going to really live yeah 
I totally agree with you. Somebody had said that, you know, we're brought up um, as children of God through religion. But being a Christian is a special experience. When I was back home, I thought that I was a Christian. I was worshipping God and all. But, <clears throat> sorry, when I had moved away from my comfort zone to here and I'm having to deal with life and I'm having to live life and go through a series of um, events and life challenges, I experienced God on a different level. I had a personal relationship with him. And I think that kind of experience, it takes a few people and those who are willing to have this experience with them. It's different when you're just going to church, hearing the word of God. That is a different thing. Or when they're telling you, God doesn't like this, doesn't like that. And it's also a totally different thing when you're experiencing God personally. And sometimes some of these life challenges um, leads us on on the path to experience God in this light. I want to ask you, do you think that the impact of the accident helped shape your thinking to who God is and what is it he is in your life? Totally different from what you had been shown by your parents. Did the accident do that to you? Give you a different 100%, perspective? 100%, especially when my memory came back almost 20 years later. I had and a very clear memory of what happened on the other side. I remember, uh, you know, the, the colors, the music, and you're not talking. Remember, you're not in human form on the other side. I was in, I was in soul, spirit form, and I'm hearing other beings, other angels, and it's through vibration, it's through telepathy, it's through energy that you're able to connect. And the thing is, is we can do that here. I can read your energy, Sheila. You mm. can read mine. Mm. You know if I'm a negative person or yeah, I'm yeah. a dark force. Yeah. You know, yeah. we can feel that yeah. around yeah. people. Yeah. So it's about tuning that radar system up to that frequency where you're really clear. This person is toxic. This person is negative. I do not need them in my energy field. It's going to pull me down. You're also, we, we do have telepathy. I can know something before you're going to say it, exactly. and especially if you're with your soulmate, you know, and you're, you, you really do connect on a soul level with your partner or with someone, you can read what they're going to, you know what they're going to say before they even say it, exactly. you know, yeah. or, yeah, so we have that ability to do that now, we just haven't practiced it. We've forgotten. It's just like we have spiritual amnesia. We have forgotten who we really are because we got layered with so many different belief systems from so many different authority figures, mm. uh, religious figures, uh, parents, everybody, you know, and to unwind from all of those belief systems, it takes time, it's a journey, and it involves healing. And unfortunately, I wish there was a, a more... Uh, less painful, less suffering way to do it, but there isn't because this is what we came here to learn, that we remembering who we are, which are these perfect souls that are absolute beauty, light, loving kindness, and that we are here to help raise the vibration of this earth and and to to help us understand that these principles, these lessons of kindness, 
you know, uh, um, for me, the misunderstanding of death. Death is just, as John Lennon said, he wasn't scared of death. It was like getting out of one car into another car because he knew that he lived on, you know, and it really is that simple. And if you're in fear of death, that's what I really want you to take a look at. And in my book, I really want it to be a book for book discussions because I want people to start talking about death and their concept of death, their concept of your of God because your beliefs about God shape your relationship to death and also there's a fear checklist at the back of this so you can see am I afraid I'm not going to live a le- leave a legacy or that my kids won't be taken care of if I pass away but we are not guaranteed tomorrow Sheila exactly. and I think we all run around believing that we are and we keep operating that way instead of preparing what happens if I, for some reason, don't come back home from my shopping spree or whatever it is, you know, and to start preparing ourselves on a spiritual level and a physical level to make sure your documents are in order because I will tell you, so many families become fractured and never talk to each other again at a funeral because it was not spelled out from their mother, their father, whoever passed away, what the wishes were. It was just assumed. And so when the time came, somebody is upset that mother got, uh, that sister got this china or whatever it is, you know. Um, But a lot of people wind up having uh, fractured or just totally uh, not talking to siblings again. Uh, when something like that happens and they don't get their part or what they should have gotten if it was not clear and spelled out prior. Yeah, I totally agree with you about conversations such as death. And I think quite recently I was having a conversation with a group of women and it has just popped up out of that conversation, out of nowhere. We weren't talking about that, but that question just came up. And one of the ladies said, um, has any of you prepared for your death? What do you want to be done to you when you die and i felt that question was a bit awkward you know because for me i was until then i was very very uncomfortable talking about death and you know all of those and they were sharing stories like oh i've told them that when i die they have to bury they have to burn my body and i don't want to be put in a coffin i want them to cremate me that kind of thing and i asked them why do you want to be cremated and not buried and her answer was i don't want maggots to be feasting on my body i don't want to have to think of it that maggots will be feasting well you know that kind of thing but now as you talk about death and the fact that everybody is going to die and we have to put our house in order um, for that time because after after life there is death and it, it cannot be um we cannot run away from it we're definitely going to face it so what are our preparations um towards that but let me place the de- let me play the devil's advocate now and ask because sometimes people say that we say we are children of god yet we have to go through some of these challenges you have had to explain to us do you think that i know i know that god is not a wicked person and sometimes he allows some of some he allows us go through some of these challenges so that we get to see his goodness his glory because it is only by then that we get to appreciate the kind of god he is 
Do you believe that God allows us to go through some of these challenges and people say he's a wicked God? Is he wicked? I know he isn't. But for anybody who will be listening to us and will be saying, you Christians always say that your God is loving. Yet when you're going through some challenges, he's not there. Or he allows you to go through some challenges. An example is go through an accident of this magnitude. What can we say to people like that? First of all, God is not a persona or a person, hmm. in my opinion. Yeah. Okay, so God is uh, an energy, hmm. uh, a presence. It morphs. And so God is this energy of love. There is free will. We all get to make choices. And your choice impacts me. And that's what we're seeing in the world with like COVID. If you chose not to wear a mask or get vaccinated or whatever it hmm. was, then you put other people at risk. And that's why I'm saying everyone and everything is connected because what you choose to do can affect me in a negative way, okay? And so I don't believe God caused that to happen, okay? It was free will. It intersected two lives and something terrible happened. But yet, I don't, I believe that there is good that can come out of that. And what I have realized in my situation is the good that has come out of it is that I really have a direct experience now on the other side to know to not be afraid of death, that God is not wicked because God is not a human form. And so God is peace and love, and that is a presence, a feeling, beauty, all the beauty that's created, and it's a really different concept of God. It is not one that is involving uh, judgmental or that vending machine where if you just did the right things, the right behavior, put it in the machine, punch the Coca-Cola button, you'd get a Coke out. That's not how God works, you know, because then you go, oh, I pushed Coke and a Mountain Dew came out. What did I do wrong? It's always back to you blaming you that you didn't do something right because the, the uh, outcome did not uh, materialize like you prayed for. So I have changed my prayers to pray for the highest and greatest good for that person because I don't know what it looks like. I don't pray specifically that their cancer gets in remission because maybe that isn't the best and the highest and the greatest thing for them. And healing happens on many layers. It's not just the physical. Maybe they've healed a spiritual wound, something that was a soul loss because when we go through trauma, our soul can fragment, okay? That means parts of us leave in order to protect ourselves. But that's a wound, just like a flesh wound needs attending to, just like a mental health wound of depression needs attending to, a soul wound needs attending to as well. And I think that is things repeat in order to get our attention to address what is the underlying issue. It may be something that's not really physical, but it's manifesting physical because it's truly, you're not emotionally expressing something or you have soul loss or soul wound that needs healing and you haven't wanted to address that. 
Great. What can we say to people pleasers? Because you used to be that. I know that you're not that kind of person anymore. But what can advice? I struggle you? with it. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I can say freedom is on the other side of that, okay? Yeah. And freedom is on the other side of coming into your own identity, coming into the person who you were created to be, not who someone else wanted you to be. And when you have a relationship that's not based in fear with the the almighty God, source, whatever you want to create, call it, when you're not living in fear, you're free. And that is how I have felt letting go of this people-pleasing identity. And it's been hard because I've realized I've done that with my whole family of origin, with my siblings as well. And when I stop doing that, it's like crickets. I don't hear from them. If I'm not initiating the phone call, if I'm not checking up on them. And what I've realized is, you know, we just have evolved differently. Not all souls are on the same level. Some of us are more involved than others. And what I have to realize and trust and accept is they're where they are. And I'm not here to change any of them. I'm here to just love them for who they are and continue to go on my path knowing that I came back for a specific reason to help people not be afraid of death. Okay? Because death, in truth, is going you're 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 living again you're going back to where you came from and it's a beautiful experience and there's nothing to fear and people here can communicate with your spirit it's not like you're gone forever you have a spirit you have a soul and you can ask that 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 deceased loved one to give you uh, signs you know that they're okay but then you have to be open you have to suspend your disbelief of what something's going to look like and know it may come through in a song it may come through with a bunch of uh, butterflies all of a sudden all around you it will be something specific but you have to ask them to please send you a sign that they're doing okay or whatever it is that you need to do we all have that ability inside of us to be quote psychic you know, it doesn't just come from medians and other people that that they just uh, work that muscle a lot more. But we all have that innate gift and ability to do that and to open ourselves up to having more relationship with the other side. Because that is when we are passing, they all come in and escort us to the other side, including our dogs and cats and animals. We will see our deceased animals on the other side. So for those of you who are worried about your animals, I guarantee you, you will see them and the ones you love when great. you make your transition. Great, great, great. Whilst we're about wrapping up, what will your final message be to our listeners? Oh, uh, you know, just start dialoguing with your soul. Ask your soul in a journal, what does my soul want to tell me today? Because your soul has the answers. And... Another way to do it is check in with your body, okay? Your body keeps the score. Your body remembers. So if you have unprocessed trauma, you need to work through that. There are different modalities out there to help you do that. But until you do, you have no compassion, empathy, and sympathy for people that are going through trauma. And that is why you have to 
to clean up your uh, your emotional and uh, spiritual alignment. And part of that is doing the work of letting go of trauma that is keeping you sabotaging yourself from experiencing the life that is so beautiful for all of us to experience on this beautiful planet. Great. We would like to say a massive thank you, Nicole, for coming on podcast with Sheila today. You are so welcome. It has been my absolute privilege. You are you are just amazing. You're a little angel over there <laughs> thank you very much for listening in this is season two episode 90 of our podcast series where we bring seasoned guests with inspiring real life experiences to share with us do not miss out on all these lovely experiences subscribe and be notified when a new episode is released whilst at it please drop us a rating we have a video presentation of this episode on our youtube channel just search for podcast with sheila on youtube and you will find us our prayer for you this week is that you never give up at the face of challenges until we meet again have a brilliant